episode nine. Episode nine. Here we go. Yeah. It's Wednesday night, and you are. This is the Cigar Match podcast. You got Adam and and Bruno and Bruno. I'll apologize yeah. now. I've got some sinus and chest issues going on, and no, it's not from the cigar smoking. For all those who think <laughs> it is, cigars actually help it. But I, if I have to cough, I will do my best to hit mute first. And Adam said he'll try and tone it down if I don't get I'll to hit do, mute that fast. Yeah, hopefully you guys will never hear him cough, but eh, if one slips, it slips, whatever. And again, the cigars help. They they're help. A, they're medicinal. I'm sure they do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're real medicinal. Yeah, so, all right. So we've got uh, we got some, some good things, I think, lined up for tonight. Uh, first, I'm going to start off with something we've been talking about week in, week out, and I just get the big news out right away. Um, so we have uh, on this next, not tonight's episode, but the next episode, episode 10, uh, we've got our, 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 I say our first guest, not really our first guest because Hunter was our first guest, but our first, let's say non-relative guest, um, booked up and ready to go for episode 10. Uh, we will be, uh, 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 let me back that up. I told you not to have those shots of bourbon before we started. <laughs> I know. You're the one drinking the bourbon. I'm drinking water. Well, that's I true. Talk. Well, I have bourbon maybe, and water. Yeah, maybe the bourbon would have helped. But it no, have. anyway, so episode 10, we will have Andrew King um, on the podcast. If you don't know Andrew, he is an author and all around kind of just badass kind of guy. Um, author. He ran a record label for a while. He is a punk rock guy, a uh, guy after my own heart. Um, so I'm really excited to have Andrew on the show. Uh, he is a, a, a cigar guy, which makes it even better. Well, I, um, and I promise I'll do my best to keep him off the music as much as I can and yeah, more on we, the cigars. Yeah, yes, yes. We are going to talk cigars. We're going to talk music. We're going to talk books. We're going to talk all kinds of cool stuff with Andrew. Um, so if, if you're not familiar with, with Andrew yet, Check him out, his Instagram, Andrew Thorpe King. I believe his Twitter is the same. The website is andrewthorpeking.com. Uh, he is an awesome, awesome dude. So really excited yeah. to have him on, on on episode 10. So be on be on the lookout for that. It's exciting. You going to put his um, website on ours? Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I, okay. I got the, the press pack info and everything from him uh, yesterday, I believe it was. So I will have a link to his all of his stuff up on our website. I've got uh, some nice press picks that I can use and put up there. Uh, so yeah, if if you missed his Instagram or any of that, just just hit our website, hit the cigarmatchpodcast.com. There will be links to all of Andy's stuff out there that you can you can get to him. But he's definitely if you're on social media, he's definitely worth a follow. He is he's very awesome. You guys will. I'm looking him. forward to it. Yeah. So so there's the big news. That's something we've had in the works for a while, and. That will be the first of what I would say will be many. We've got a lot of other a lot of other ideas for guests that we're working on, so Andrew will be the first one, um, and we'll see how that goes. And you know, we'll we'll get it all worked out. Hopefully, it goes well, and uh, it yeah, will. We'll, we'll see how our interview skills play out. Yeah, that'll be the fun part. <laughs> well, so, it did good with Hunter, so I yeah, think, that that seemed to go pretty well. And for anybody out there who's thinking about starting a, a podcast, this is way off subject, but Adam and had discussed this with me you know we went into this all you know not knowing everything so we interviewed hunter before we did the episode and adam goes hey by the way the next time we do an interview we need to do a lead-in leave some blank space so i can insert it and then leave some blank space and you know say hey thank you because i kind of had yeah. to like sneak it in there 
Yeah, so what Bruno's referring to, and the way we handle the podcast is Bruno and I record our our segments, the news, the reviews. We record all that in one platform on we do it uh, bi-weekly on Wednesday evening. Anytime we, we have guests, we do that outside of the podcast platform and, and do the interview uh, on a separate time and then edit that into the finished product. And so when we had Hunter on the podcast, yeah, we, we totally forgot to do any type of lead in or any type of exit from the interview and then back into the normal segment. So it was a learning experience. That's the beauty part of having your own podcast. Exactly. <laughs> you get to learn a lot of stuff. All so, right. Well, let's, so let's get to some, some cigars. Stuff. Yeah, man. We've got cigars to talk about tonight. And we're going to start with one that Bruno and I, we both smoked the cigar this week. Uh, because I said we should smoke it this week because I didn't exactly. we talking about it. Yeah, um, he's like, hey, how that smoke works, this right? yet? No, yeah. make sure you smoke it before the podcast. Sure. So, yeah, so we'll start, before we talk about the cigar, we'll start with what, what, the, news, what the news is here. So, Norsa Leaf uh, set to release new Supreme Leaf in October. Uh, Norsa Leaf Supreme Leaf, it's a, a yearly thing. This year it's coming out in a new size. It's a Perfecto. The 2023 version was a Toro 6x52. Uh, this will be the, I think this is the first year that they've done anything other than um, kind of a standard size, a Toro, or I think the previous year might've been Robusto. I think it, or was there possibly a box press one year? I, I should have made all these notes and I didn't. I figured I would remember it all. Shame on uh, you. But this year, the release hits, hits shells in October and it will be in the Perfecto size. Same blend as, um, as with all of the other uh, North Leaf Supreme Leaf, just a new size, Perfecto, which will be exciting. So with that, uh, I read this article earlier in the week and said, hey, I've we, we've got some Supreme Leaf in the humidor. So um, I believe it may have been Monday or two, I think it was Monday. Uh, anybody that follows us on social media knows that because I posted it Monday night that I was smoking the Supreme Leaf. <laughs> I smoked it and immediately texted Bruno and said, hey, have this cigar this week so we can talk about it. Uh, so we both smoked the 2023 version of the Norsa Leaf Supreme Leaf this week. Uh, and we're going to talk about it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I should have. Um, I, I'm i very unprepared. I should have had my notes up for it, and I didn't. But let's just, while I'm opening that, we're not going to stop. We'll just jump right in. Well, I'll start. So, yeah, go ahead. Because I didn't, I didn't take notes. I didn't smoke it until last night. Um, so I was very excited about this cigar. Uh, Adam and I actually... I. We picked these up when we were together in our little excursion a week or so ago. So I caught it, took a good smell of it, was pretty excited about it, lit it up. I will tell you that from my perspective, I considered it a mild to medium as far as flavor. So I started smoking it, and there was a flavor in there that, as I've told all of our listeners, and I'll keep telling you, I don't have a sophisticated palate, but there was something in there that was different. And Adam and I talked about this a little bit beforehand. I really, really enjoyed the cigar. I don't know if I would buy another one. I probably will because it's a cigar. <laughs> but because um, it's not an inexpensive cigar. No. The last third, maybe, you know, the body got to closer to a medium. It tunneled ever so slightly. But with me and being a fast smoker, I it just... I can't tell sometimes what it is, if it's that or not. Now, here's the you-know-what kicker. So I got done with it. Yep. Felt myself a little bit hot, a little bit <laughs> sticky. Yep. I thought, I all right, going. do I go for some chocolate? 
because that's a good relief if I was getting a nicotine buzz. Yep. And I thought, nah, it settled down relatively quick. And I thought, all right, I'm cool, I'm fine. Now, as I've told you guys before, it, I don't care how many cigars you smoked or how long you've been smoking cigars, you're going to get hit by a cigar once in a while. At a cigar dinner at our, one of our local mm-hmm. tobacconists, I was smoking a mild cigar <laughs> and got ill. Well, I won't say ill. So got that settled down, and I thought, okay, you know, good strength to it. Yeah. I came up at 11.30 to go to bed. I was still looking at the clock at 1.30. <laughs> so it was obviously a very strong in strength cigar. Stronger yes. than I thought it was. It And again, I know we keep saying this to you guys, just because the body or the flavor is a mild or a medium doesn't mean the strength isn't going to kick your behind. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so... You know, my, my experience was was very similar. Uh, I will say I I really liked this cigar. Um, I, I found my notes so I can give you some more detail. Um, uh, right off of the light, it was Blast of Pepper. And my first thought was, man, this has a very Don Pepin profile. Reminded me of anything by Don Pepin or Tatuaje. It was a true Nicaraguan Puro. I mean, it was peppery. It was bold right from the get-go. I would give you that. that. In that first third, you know, my notes were pepper. And then I was getting what I thought was note, was like a rye note and then a baking spice, something like maybe nutmeg. Uh, and actually, with the profile altogether reminded me of a ginger snap cookie. Um, I, yeah, I, I, could, I really enjoyed or a molasses cookie, as my mother-in-law calls them. I wonder um, if that's what I couldn't place because there was a taste that I could not place. I will give you the peppery. I did, I did forget yeah. to say that. I got... Yep. But I started tasting something, and I'm sitting there smacking my lips like a hog, going, what in the <laughs> world am I tasting? Yeah, so like I said, it reminded me of, of a ginger snap cookie. It was good. It was peppery. It was spicy. There was some, some baking spice, maybe some rye. I was really thinking I should have had some bourbon with this, and I didn't. <laughs> um, and this is the point where I learned that the cigar, uh, the Supreme Leaf from 2023, came out in only 2,750 boxes produced at 10 cigars per box. So not a ton of them out there. And my first thought was, man, this probably wasn't the right cigar for a Monday (laughs) night. (laughs) Um, But I will say that it was the perfect cigar for a Monday night because I had a long Monday at work. I needed something good. And it, for me, it was great. I I really liked the cigar. Uh, Into the second third, I'm not going to go through this deep, deep, but into the second third, I got some earthiness. Um, I got a, a nice kind of salty leather note that was just something that, as I wrote it down, I kind of giggled. I'm like salty leather note. Why? I sound That's like interesting. Such a, it, it made it made me feel like a snob, where I'm like salty leather notes. Yeah, exactly. Um, yes, mumsy. And then in, yeah, exactly. And then in the last third, the the pepper picked back up, and I got some heavier woodsy notes like oak and earth uh, to finish out. The strength and the strength definitely picked up in the last third. Um, I went into the cigar and through the f- through the first third into the second even thinking it's going to be it's probably you know medium strength nothing crazy um, strength or flavor strength okay uh, so you were strength, thinking strength yeah strength I was thinking it's it's medium strength it's not going to be anything crazy uh, body flavor it was bold I was a big fan um, so I finished the cigar felt great felt fine. Uh, went at that point, came inside, went to watch television with my wife, uh, sat down and immediately felt my stomach start turning. 
Yeah. Said, oh, man. Um, and luckily, it didn't get crazy, but the cigar definitely crept up on me. Yes. Um, it, it, that strength definitely crept up. I wasn't uh, wasn't expecting it, but it definitely it was there. So with that, I would say I was a big fan. Uh, I'm really hopeful that when this new size releases here in October, this Perfecto size, that we'll be able to find them uh, because I will definitely something I will definitely buy again. I'm sure I really I'll smoke one with you. And yes, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, you you will for sure. So I was a big fan of the Enor Leaf Supreme Leaf. Uh, just so I to, can't wait to try the Perfecto. So just to cap that again, um, so inherently people think this cigar is almost black in color. It's going to have a full body and it's going to knock me on my butt with strength. Oh, right. wait, here this cigar is a very, very light brown. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's going to be a mild cigar, and it's going to have no strength whatsoever. Well, <laughs> please understand that looks can be extremely deceiving. Very much so. Yeah, I found that out last night, too. And <laughs> I said, I'm freaking rolling over going, why am I not sleeping? Oh, I yeah. understand. There you go. That's <laughs> why. So October's shaping up to be a, a very good month if you're a cigar smoker. Um, going to, I've got a point here that I'm actually going to, to pause on for a minute because it reminded me of something else. In the previous uh, episode, I mentioned that you know Bruno and I have plans to hang out on Halloween. Yes. And I was able to, uh, this is an FYI to all you cigar guys out there, get to your local B&Ms. Uh, I went out last weekend, um, which begs another question. What do you consider your local brick and mortar? I drove 30, 35 minutes to <laughs> a brick and mortar. Is that still local for me? Yeah. Um, so I guess for it, us, anything in the Cincinnati, northern Kentucky it, that's, area is local. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I called it as well. It's still in the Cincinnati area. It's 35 minutes away from me, but it's in the Cincinnati area, so let's go. Uh, so, no, I went to this brick and mortar in... Went into the humidor looking for something completely different uh, with Hunter. We were looking for a few, couple different things. Uh, I turned the corner and looked at the shelf, and there were Tats Y, hey, skinny monsters, the face. Um, needless to say, I picked up all that they had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and I left there a very happy camper. So the point of that story is Tats Y, hey, skinny monsters are on the shelf, at least here in Cincinnati. I, I grabbed some last weekend. Um, you can't go to that same brick and mortar and get them because I bought them. <laughs> uh, but they're out there. Um, I was able to get the skinny face. And they so, are good cigars. Yes. So if you're looking, if you're someone you know like myself, like Bruno, that especially when it comes to Tatsuahe, I've never met a Tatsuahe I didn't like. Me neither. Um, and, and every year I try to find the Halloween release, skinny monsters appear to be out there. So now to the second point uh, on my story here. Um, you've heard me talk over the last... Uh, last couple of few episodes, I, I've talked about the Grand Habano Persian King. Um, I've had the, the Persian King Natural and the Maduro. Smoked both of those. They're really good. I enjoy them both. Um, but the Grand Habano Persian Queen LE to be released in October. Uh, the first time that this cigar was released, it was around, I think production was limited to, I've got in my notes, 500 boxes. Is that right? Was it 500 or 5,000? Did I miss a zero there? Let me go back through the story. This one's limited quick. to five. Oh, the first release was five hundred. Yes. Yeah, the first release was five was five hundred boxes. Uh, each box is a box of fifty, so that's still. I, I mean, it's, it's an LE release. It's kind of what I would expect, but you know, five hundred total boxes isn't a lot. Uh, I don't think they. 
that they've announced the re- the the numbers for this current release. Uh, I'm hoping it's a little more than 500 boxes. Yeah. But uh, the Persian Queen Ellie, it it's going to be uh, released again. It's going to hit the shelves in October. Uh, so something else just to be on the look for, be on the lookout for. Excuse me. Uh, Especially if you're someone like me who the Persian King is, I think, an absolutely just great cigar, the Natural and the Maduro. Um, so I'm assuming the Persian Queen is going to be just as good. And one of the things that I find interesting is the Persian Queen is actually a barber pole, which, you know, in, in the terms of the cigar world, that is uh, for newbies. The barber pole is there are two colors to the wrapper. It looks like a barber pole. I will say for the newbies, the colors don't change the flavor. The lighter mm-hmm. color doesn't change the flavor. It's gonna um, it. It's, it's not gonna thing, change it to where you're gonna taste it. Right. It's not gonna be drastic. If you right. sat there and really looked into it, you maybe you could pick that up. But, but just to throw it out there, it, it is a barber pole, so it'll be the easy one to spot if your B and M has it. It's gonna so, be the one that it's gonna be the barber pole. It's got a closed foot, um, and yeah, be looking out. October. Where does the term barber pole come from? Maybe we should tell everyone. The old guys like me remember. Yeah, I'm saying I'm sure you know. Yeah. So barber pole basically, and there are still barbers around. I shouldn't say the old guys like me, but um, I don't know what the original origin of the barber pole is. But it basically is a swirl of two different colors going up a something that is round. So yes. you'll hear people call them barber pole cigars, which basically means. It has two wrappers, not they're kind of at an angle going from the bottom to the top. Yep. And we thank you for listening to the Barber Pole podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so the the, per, the Persian Queen LE, it is a Barber Pole. Be on the lookout for that hitting October. I'm excited. Hopefully, I'll find it. Uh, hopefully, it's more than 500 boxes. And hopefully, my, my local place that carries the Persian King typically has all of the Grand Habano stuff. So I'm really hoping that they get the Persian Queen as well. Um, because, you know, one of the things that I think newbie cigar smokers and veteran cigar smokers, you already know this, you know, cigar, the cigar lifestyle, the cigar culture, it's all about collecting things. Yeah. You don't just, you don't just, you don't just be like, oh, I'm going to buy a couple cigars. No, you collect. When something limited comes out, I don't care. I mean, if I've never had it, if somebody tells me it's limited, I'm probably going to try to pick up a couple yeah. just to collect. Um, it, it's it's very dangerous. You um, do eventually smoke them, but... You do. I do. Uh, well, Bruno may not, but I do. Well, I I do. I just... I save the really, <laughs> really rare stuff for special occasions. And, you know, you guys may find, or gals, may find that... You know, you find something rare in your area and all of a sudden you happen to be on a message board or something and a, another person in another area has something that's rare and you can trade. I mean, I do that yeah. with cigars it and happens. bourbon too. So we were just talking about that. Yeah. 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 That, that is definitely, definitely happens. Uh, I remember way back in my forum days where you know, cigar trading was definitely a thing. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah, and now we have to go up into something that's crappy. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to talk about this point. It, it well, we have to. me a little bit, but we have to. All right. Um, anybody, go for it. Anybody who's in the state of Pennsylvania, our heart goes out to you. Yeah, and this was on there because, Bruno, you were originally from, not from Pennsylvania, but close Very, enough. very close. So I that's grew up why on the I put eastern, this on there. Yeah, I grew up in the eastern 
side of Ohio, very, very close to Pittsburgh. So it looks like Pittsburgh is putting HB 1657 up that would modify Pennsylvania's existing Clean Indoor Act by removing a variety of existing exemptions that allow smoking. Places now, such as... Hang on. Go Before ahead. you go into the places such as, I want to, to add a little more detail and context to this. Go ahead. Bruno said they're removing some existing places. Um, in the current bill, there are 12 existing exemptions that are you're allowed to smoke indoors. The new bill eliminates 11 of them. Yeah. Leaving, leaving and what's even... I don't know if it's funny or worse. It, 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 but it's the one that gets the one that they're leaving in there. Can you guess what it is? I give nobody's going to guess it. Nobody. No, I guarantee it. No, I don't. I don't think so. But the the one exemption they're leaving in this bill is allowing you the ability to smoke inside your own home. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Anything yep. outside of that is removed. Pretty uh, much. So this bill will will ban, and this isn't God. just cigars. This is you know, and and this is for. I get there. Trust me. There's a vast difference between cigar smokers and c- cigarettes. Um, but this, this is encompassing anything labeled smoking and it'll ban from tobacco shops, private yeah. clubs, cigar bars, uh, casinos, um, no more outdoor smoking facilities. Yeah. Private um, clubs, sports, cigar yeah, bars. I mean, so what do you yeah. call it after? Not just a bar. It's just a bar at that point. Yeah. Um, it's basically everywhere other than your own home. So, that's HB 1657. If you're in Pennsylvania, vote it down. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, I'm sure that if you are a member of the CRA, and you should be, you will probably be getting some communication about this as this moves forward. Um, so good luck to the people of Pennsylvania. Yes. Yes, please keep it's, them from doing that. That's Yeah, because once insane. you see something like this, once you see something like this pass in one state, it's only a matter of time before yeah. it starts bleeding into other states. Yeah, it'll bleed I mean, right into Ohio. I right guarantee. into Ohio. That's where I was going. Right into the surrounding states. Um, so, yeah. So definitely, if you're in Pennsylvania, keep an eye on that. Vote it down. Whatever you whatever you can do. Because uh, remember, even though it becomes a huge inconvenience to you, it is going to shut businesses down. Yes. Tobacco shops, cigar bars. Yes. There will be people that will not go to drinking establishments that they've been able to have a cigar at or a cigarette at. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just this means this means a lot. It really it does. does. It really does. And I do uh, love so. other one. Uh, it's, literally, it states the bill leaves just one of the existing twelve exemptions in place, one that allows for people to smoke inside their own homes. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> kind of actually sad. Yeah, it really is. And then you have to think, you know, it, how, how long until they revisit and say, you know what? That last exemption's got to go. Yeah, let them try. <laughs> that's all I got to say. I know. <laughs> all right. So, cool. We're at, yeah, we're doing good. We're, we can, yeah. we're, move, we're moving right on. So, let's hit... Um, I want to do a couple reviews because I was very excited about some stuff I smoked. That was rough. Yeah, dude. That's that's exciting. Um, Quit yelling into the microphone. I know. (laughs) I I, I did that, and I'm like, wow, that sounded terrible. And so I did it a second time. I know. I heard (laughs) you. Hopefully I can edit that. Uh, Yeah, what do you you got, though, man? All right. I'm trying to pull my reviews as well. So what do you got? I I obviously wrote some reviews that I can't read because I'm (laughs) – 
computer technology. illiterate and started yelling at Adam, where, where are my reviews? And he explained where they probably are and I'll fix it tomorrow. But I can <laughs> honestly say that of the ones I smoked, there were two that really stuck out. One was called the Roja Street Tobacco's Barbacoa Robusto. Yep. It was Nicaraguan, uh, rappers Ecuadorian, binders Nicaraguan. Um, it very, very reasonably priced. This cigar was a shocker. I so, was real so quick, happy with it. Real quick, just a question. Real Go ahead. Quick, uh, because I, I'm genuinely curious about this because you sent me that picture and I'm like, wow, okay, all right, this this looks tasty. You say it's reasonably priced. What 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 was the price on? What was the MSRP on that? Around eight dollars. Okay, perfect. So it, it was not bad. It was yeah. You know, eight between eight and nine dollars. Um, I, I wrote my review and if I'm trying to remember, I definitely was medium in body, not a really, really strong cigar. I didn't keep me up until one thirty, two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it burned really well. It's got a very cool wrapper and a very cool box, by the way. Oh, yeah. And I was just, I bought it because it just made me smile when I saw the box and the wrapper and so on and so forth. But I was... Very, very, very happy with it. So the, the box factory is, is, is the box green. Oh yeah. Okay, I'm looking at it now. Then yeah, it's the. Go ahead. Sorry. The factory, if I can pronounce it right, is Tabacalera Flor de San Luis. Okay. So it's not one I. Have you heard of them? I have not. I have not actually. And they have a line. It's more than just the barbacoa. They have different. Yes, I'm looking at them yeah. as well. Go ahead, go ahead. No, tell, tell the it listeners was, because I'm looking. They may not be. Yeah, they, it was just very, very good. They have other versions of it, uh, different. I Not in a place I can look real quick, but they have other street tacos. This, The one I had was the Barbacoa Robusto. Barbacoa, yep. One or two other ones that if I see them, I will without a doubt buy them. The next time I go to my local tobacconist where I got this, which... I think Adam and I are both going to be there on October we'll 27th. Yeah, October. Yes. Tatuai event. If these yes. are still available, I will buy another one because well, yeah, I really same. enjoyed the cigar. Yeah. The, the thing I like, I'm, I'm looking at this right now. Um, these are regular production. So that's exciting. Anytime you can mm-hmm. have a, a really good cigar and it's regular production, that's just even better because you know you can get it again. Uh, I'm looking at the blend now. Ecuador, Ecuadorian Sumatran wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, Nicaraguan filler. Yeah, man, it's checking off a lot of boxes yeah, just it, looking at some of the, the details around it. I think it's um, definitely something that I will buy again. Hopefully you're with me. If you're not, I'll buy you one yeah. anyways. No, I'll be with you 100 for sure. We've, we've got that planned out already. And the other one that made me smile when I saw it and I bought it was one yeah. called the Knuckle Sandwich. Maduro yes, by Espinosa. Espinosa, and do you, do you know who that Espinosa makes that for? Guy Fieri. Uh, Guy Fieri. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I again, the very very cool band, and for any of you guys that are around my age or maybe a little younger, and how old would that be? That would be fifty-seven. <laughs> you're you're gonna know what I mean when I say, yeah, I bought this album because the cover was cool. Back yes. when they used to make LPs, I bought albums because the cover <laughs> looked cool. 
Yes. Well, I bought I bought these because of you know they say packaging is it. Oh, and bar- yeah, man. Sorry, but it both Cigar of these marketing. worked. Yeah, yeah. Both of these worked on me. So I had and the I- the knuckle sandwich Maduro Robusto because that's my favorite yep. size, and I would consider it more of a full bodied cigar, not probably mild to medium in strength. Didn't keep me up. Just the taste. It burned great. I pretty much burned my fingers on both of these when I was um, done smoking them. Two surprises that I really, really enjoyed that I had never seen or never heard of before until, of course, I bought it and I had to start reading about it. Yeah. But if you ha- if you see any of these in your local tobacconist, I would definitely recommend picking them up. I would give both of them between an 8 and a 9 out of 10 on with, um, on my rating system. Or nice. on our rating system. Um, yeah, yeah. Very nice. Cool. So I've, I've got one that I had this week that since we're talking about the marketing aspect, uh, I, can, I, can, I can tie right into that. Uh, when I picked up, you know, a little while ago, I was talking about when I went to the brick and mortar to buy, I picked up the Skinny Monsters. Uh, we were looking and we saw the Rorschach from Blackworks Studio. Oh, Jesus. Now... At the time, I had no idea what Blackworks Studio was. Uh, kind of funny out. It is Black Label. It's I don't know if they've split or if they've just if Black Label Training Company is just they're releasing things under Blackworks Studio. I don't know what the full details of that are. Um, it's called Blackworks Studio, but essentially it's, it's it's Black Label Training Company, which I'm very familiar with, which is great. Um, so, but it was the presentation, the box, the the band on the cigar, everything just looked really really cool. Um, and so we picked up the Rorschach and we went with the Rorschach because it only, it only comes in, it looks like one size and it's a petite Panatella. So it's a five by 38, which I, I'm not crazy about that size, but uh, they got another more. one. There's Is a there, four okay. and a half. Yeah. I'm looking at their, their actual okay. website. Okay. There's a four and a half by 48 also. So the, the brick and mortar only had the petite Panatella. Yeah. Um, and we went with that, which was, like I said, I didn't love that size, um, just because I, and I think it was more of the size. It wasn't the size was even a problem. It was just that I knew I had some time to kill and I wanted more of a cigar. Uh, but once I got past that, the cigar itself was really, it was really good. Um, let me just hit my high level notes here. Uh, opened up woodsy with some slight pepper. Almost reminded me. It was almost like a jalapeno or a bell pepper. It wasn't like a black pepper. It, it was, it was nice. Um, and Hunter had this as well, we, and we shared some notes, and he caught the same thing. He actually called out. He was like pepper, but like more of a, like a, like a fruit pepper, not like a spice pepper. And definitely that was there. Uh, Woodsy on the retro hail was really nice. I got some oak out of out of the beginning. It reminded me of um, if you've ever had a a dry, oaky, slightly salty Cabernet. That's the profile that I picked up off of it. Interesting. Um, in my notes at the very at, at the very beginning, I put this may pair well with a Cabernet. Um, as I continued on, I I retracted that because that I think that that would have been very overpowering in that dry, smoky, oaky kind of uh, rain because yeah. this bar was very, very dry, very oak forward. And I think pairing that with a Cabernet, it's already going to be dry, very oak forward. That's going to be overboard. So I retracted that, but into the second third. Got some some roasted nuts, which is always good, um, 
ah, excuse me, flavor profile pretty much stayed the same other than the appearance of some roasted nuts. Uh, in the last third, kind of, it was very consistent all the way through. I got a little bit of a sweetness going into the last third, which was nice. Um, and what I really liked is for such a small cigar, I smoked this to a nub and it never got hot on me. Nice. Um, I mean, I literally smoked this till, I mean, I remember I couldn't hold it. I was burning my fingers just trying to hold what was left of the nub because I didn't want to let it go. I was enjoying it that much and it never got hot on me. Um, so it is definitely a cigar I would buy again without hesitation. Um, Although, pro, pro, ah, excuse me, probably in a, a larger, um, a larger Vitola. I don't know if I would do the Petit Panatella again, but in my notes, I did, I did write that I could see a use case for this size. This would be a great cigar if you're pressed for time. You got, you know, you're on your lunch. You got an hour. And you're going to have a cigar. Great hour? For um, yeah, for you, it would be 30 minutes. You'd still have time to eat lunch. Um, <laughs> um, it, one of the things that, that I called it in my notes is it was a flavor bomb. I mean, it was just packed for such a small cigar. The amount of flavor that I got from the cigar was insane. I'll have to find um, these. Yeah, yeah. So the, I'm the on brick- their website. Do you know how? That's a Ova Negra brand. Yes, yes. By, and yeah, Ova del Negra. Okay, um, they got yeah, all that is the factory, stuff. and it's it's uh, Black Label Trading Company. That I don't know if they've split or if they've got a separate company now called. Um, Blackwork Studio, or what the the whole detail is around that, but they're made at Ova de Negra, uh, same place that makes Dissident cigars, which we've talked about before. And just props and shout out to my my guys over at Dissident Cigars. I love you guys. Um, hopefully, we'll get you guys on the show soon. But um, yeah, the Rorschach, I would definitely have it again. I, I scored it; it was a, a seven. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Like I said, Vitola, I would have went. I would have liked to have had something a little bigger. But in the end, I was like, you know what? It, it was a flavor bomb of a cigar. Lots of thick, creamy smoke. Just very, very nice. Yeah, I'm looking at their line now, and they've got all kind of different cigars. And it, they're all yes. just messing around, reading in their factory and their brands and mm-hmm. what they are. They're, who, is the, who are the two people that you know? Is it James and Angela? No, they, okay. so James and Angela, they own uh, Black Label Trading. They, yeah. I think they, I don't know if they own the factory as well. It looks like uh, they, they do. They, they used to own uh, Dissident Cigars is made in their factory. Okay, okay. And then I know uh, Josh and Sin from Dissident Cigars. Okay. Yeah, they, it's, that's their claim to fame is, you know, small batch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boutique yeah. cigars. And, and Bruno, this is a, more of a comment for you than our listeners, but um, that brick and mortar I was talking about that is about 30 to 35 minutes east of my house has the full line. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Just, I know which one that is. Yes, you do. Uh, they have <laughs> the full the full line. Uh, they carry everything from um, Black Label Trading, Black Work Studios, uh, Dissident. They have the full every every facing on the shelf there. Did they have like um, the Hornet and the Killer Bee that have a really cool looking wrapper? I don't, I, I don't know. I was trying to remember because I saw that cigar on social media this week, and I was trying to think back. Like, did they have yeah. that? I can't remember. Uh, but they had a ton, and we we were drawn to the Rorschach. We, the The label looked cool. The box looked cool. Um, and we had already had a handful of other stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> at the time, I was thinking about this is a small cigar we can have later tonight with because we had 
a lot of cigars already. It's like we're gonna be have some cigars when we get home, and this is just one we can we can squeeze in later on. It's a small vitola, yeah. but it didn't work out that way. Um, I'm supposed to pass on to you that Hunter did pick up the uh, Tatsuaje, um, the Havana Six. He actually got the Havana Six Veracu. Nice. Um, and he picked up the Don Pepin Blue Label. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so he picked up, he took your recommendations. Actually, he called them out while we were there. He says, the cigars Bruno recommended to me. Would they have oh, those Jesus. here? Like, yeah, he, he remembered. So he made it a point good. to pick them up. So he he picked them up. He had the Tatawahe and liked it oh, uh, a so lot. Good. Yeah, he, he, he enjoyed that quite a bit. Hell, if you're um, only 30 minutes east, I think I'm like 40 minutes east if it's the jungle mm-hmm. I'm thinking of. It is. All right, that's is. what I thought. What yeah, it's like 40 minutes east for me. I, say 30, I still say it, that's it be local. 30, 35. Yeah, I mean, to me, because I, I go there pretty regularly. Right. <laughs> I make that drive because I, I just enjoy going over there and spending money on ridiculous things. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah. <laughs> I still consider it local. Um, but, yeah, so that's the one that I had that – that I actually made notes for other than the Anorsa leaf. I'm looking in, in our, our notes and I don't think I've had anything else worth talking about this week. Um, I had a couple with, others with that were, reviews. yeah, if you've got others, go. well, I had a couple others that were okay. I don't think they were worth not worth talking about. No, I, they, um, I definitely had the, Charter Oak, and it was. I was not a fan of that Did one. Did you have the Maduro Charter Oak? Yeah, I had the one or the that, natural. It was the Maduro, same one that you really. You weren't a fan, man. I that's I'm, I'm kind of surprised by that, but hey. Well, the thing is, as you and I both know, I smoked one that's mm-hmm. not where you should end this, right? So if I may end up buying another one and trying it because. Yeah, you know we've told our listeners all the time. It depends on your mood, what you've had for yes, dinner. Yes, never. Yeah, never write it, off just one. Yeah, don't write off just one. That's why earlier when we were talking about the um, mm-hmm. the Norsa leaf, or, yeah, the Norsa leaf, and I said that it was good. I would I smoke another one? Oh God, yeah. <laughs> and now if I get another one and I have the same kind of like, eh, then I might not have another one after that. But again, guys and girls, don't judge the cigar just off of one that's why a lot of times yeah. you yep. know a lot of times a- what i'll do is buy one and unless i go i absolutely freaking hate the cigar <laughs> i'll buy it again yeah just to you know say okay definitely wasn't something for me yeah so since you meant we mentioned on Orsalif, i want to pivot real quick and share something um that I, free, I hadn't man. planned on, but we're, we're doing pretty all right on time. So, um, you know, we, we've said in the past, your local brick and mortars, you know, try to establish some sort of relationship with the people that work at your local brick and mortars. Um, you know, if you're if you're a guy that's in there, you're buying lots of cigars, they will listen when you when you, if you mention something that that you like or something that may be a good selling point, they will listen to that. Yes. Uh, an example. My my local brick and mortar, and this is not the one that's 30, 35 minutes away. It's less than five minutes from my house. Um, I went in there, and, and they are a, a very small humidor. Um, I call it my local because it's the closest one to my house, and they, they carry enough things that, that, that I enjoy that I can just go there and pick something up if I need to pick something up and be happy. Um, 
so I don't want this to sound like a slight when I say this, because this could be taken in the wrong context. But when I go in there, I don't go in with, I never go into that humor with, with high expectations for what might be new or finding something relatively rare. I kind of already know when I go in there, what's going to be on the shelf. It, it doesn't change that often. Um, and if it does, it's kind of the regular release stuff that you would almost expect to see in a small humidor. You know, you're going to have some Alec Bradley stuff, some Rocky Patel. Um, they've recently started to amp up the, uh, the Don Pepin that they carry, which is great. They carry some Illusione, which is even better. Oh, um, yeah. So, you know, it, but the, every now and then you'll go in and, and they will surprise you with something. Uh, I went into and I and I've talked to the 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 fellow that that owns the little place that I shop at, uh, and we've talked cigars and, and I've recommended some things to him in the past and I've mentioned some things offhandedly, never expecting anything from it. Um, so recently I go in and they've started carrying some of the foundation cigar stuff, which is awesome. I am a big fan um, of things like the Tabernacle, big big fan of the Tabernacle, uh, but that's not where this is going. So went in this week. And again, didn't really go in looking for anything new. Kind of knew what I was going in, knowing what I was already going to get because I know what they have. But I go in and I look up to the, the top shelf in the humidor and there's a Norsa Leaf Anniversario edition <laughs> on the top <laughs> shelf. Um, I was pretty excited about that because it's something that I had mentioned. Uh, and, and when I say that, it's not, hey, you, you should carry this because people will buy it. You know, if, if I mention it, it's because I, I, I like it. I would buy it. And that's just mentioning it, mentioning it offhandedly through the conversation. Um, but when you've established that kind of relationship with your local brick and mortar, they will listen to what you say. And if they know, if you say you like something um, and they have an opportunity to bring it in, they may just do that. And in this case, I had the opportunity. There's a North Leaf Anniversario on the top shelf. Uh, this isn't a very busy um, humidor. So I'm pretty confident that that box will stay on top that top shelf um for probably another couple of weeks and i will have the opportunity to pick up a few more of those for yeah yeah um so you know just again you know work on that you know make just be friendly with your brick and mortar staff and little things like that you know maybe you had a part in it maybe you didn't doesn't matter um but as long as the staff knows that people are coming in and buying the cigars and that you are um not just going in there and buying if they understand that you are a cigar let's say connoisseur aficionado just as as general term um you know they will look a little harder when they're when they're stocking but if they know that they have yeah, they cigar smokers coming in they yeah. they will try to 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 cater to that um so it was it was a cool thing uh that i'm very excited about you know keep that in mind when you're talking to your brick and mortar staff um Treat them with respect. Let them know what you like. You should treat everybody um, with respect. Yeah, you should. <laughs> you, you should. Um, you know, let them know what you like and that you are buying cigars. Uh, you're buying them regularly. So that was just a pretty cool story to, to share. Uh, it is. Our last talking point, Bruno, we're, we're doing good on time. Yeah. Uh, we may not run run over. So <laughs> our last talking point, this is something that, that uh, I, I jotted down this week because I was looking at my humidor and – I figured, hey, we've not talked about this. So we've talked about storing cigars, uh, storing them, you know, putting them in here or keeping them long term or just storing them for a few days while you're getting, you know, you're smoking through them. Um, when you store cigars in your humidor, cellophane on <laughs> or off. All right. Just stop um, right there. 
because yeah. this has been an argument for as many <laughs> years as they've been using yes. cellophane on cigars. So go ahead. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it has. Um, and so I was told uh, a long time ago, story how you bought it. Um, the cellophane, mm-hmm. I, I've heard people say, well, the cellophane, it, it helps it stay humidified or blah, blah, this or that. And the cellophane doesn't. It no, does, it doesn't. It, it gives you a little bit of protection from if you're in there shuffling around, you know, maybe it, the foot doesn't get damaged or anything like that. It offers a, a little bit of protection. I will say for me personally, I don't like the cellophane. I think the cigars look nicer outside of the cellophane. Oh, Jesus. And there was a time where when anytime I bought cigars, I took them all out of the cellophane. Because I, Please just tell me you I still personally, don't do that. No, I, I don't Okay. Um, but I personally just liked, I thought it looked nice. I was like, you oh, know what, this is my humidor. I'm the one opening it up. You I can, look at the cigars. But I would have had to I disown thought it, you I thought leave they, this. No, I, I thought they looked nice <laughs> that way. Uh, I have since stopped. I don't do that anymore. Now I just how I keep them how I bought them. But I thought it was worth the conversation of, you know, is there – is there a right or wrong in, there in that question? I was told the and, same and, thing you were. Store them the way you bought them. Cellophane, yeah. if it has it, leave it on there. If it doesn't, take it off. Take, yeah. um, it, it. I do believe firmly that the biggest point and reason for the cellophane is dual sourced. One is protection. And two okay. is they can't stick a barcode on tobacco. On the actual cigar, yes. Right. Yep, yep. So everybody's going to barcodes now. So, and it's it's not affecting your cigar. It's not making it humidify any less anymore. It's not doing it at all. The fun, cool thing that Adam and I touched on just a, a tiny bit, and now maybe you understand that more, is the cigar that he found that was aged for twelve years. When yep. you took them out of the cellophane, that cellophane was a serious yellow. Was yellow, yes. You you can tell the age of a cigar by the cellophane, uh, or you can get a general idea of the age of a cigar by the color of the cellophane when you take the cigar out. Uh, as your cigars age, that cellophane will start to yellow. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, the ones that I have that are have some age on them, they're yellowed. So so with that, Bruno, does the the amount of storage time? If you buy cigars, let's say you buy ten cigars, and you say. I'm going to long-term store these. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm going to age these. So we're look, we're not talking, you know, I'm going to smoke these in a month. We're long-term aging. We'll say six months to at least a year in the humidor. Yes. Versus I bought 10 cigars that over the next two weeks, I plan on smoking all of them. Does that, adding that variable change the answer any at all? Not to me. Okay. Not to me at all. Because I have... Um, I have a little more, I don't know if it's called willpower or whatever it is, but I guarantee you that there are cigars buried in the bottom of my main humidor that are probably going on 10 years, if not over 10 years. Right. And I did exactly what you were told and I was told. If it was sold to me in cellophane, it's still in the cellophane. Stayed there. Yep. It still stayed there. Now, the fun thing that we've talked about in the past is you buy a cigar and I think this segues into what we're our last topic for the next two or three minutes. Um, what does it do to the cigar leaving it in there? I, it, it, it is so fun for me to have a cigar (laughs) and then have it again a year. They really do mellow, but I have zero belief that the cellophane has any effect on the aging process. Okay. You, what do you think? 
So I would agree with that because, like I said, at one time I I just liked the way it looks. So I took all of my survivors out of the cellophane when I put them in the humidor. Um, I've since I don't do that any longer because I just got tired of taking them all out. <laughs> um, and then I did see that you know as I shuffled things around, I had cigars that you know I would crack the foot on, um, or there would be some slight damage from just being shuffled around in the humidor, and so. I stopped that. I was like, you know, I'm just going to, if I buy them and there's cellophane on them, they'll go in the humidor that way. If there's no cellophane, they'll go that way, whatever. Um, you know, so now in my humidor is a mix of just however I bought it. And no, I, I've not seen any, any difference other than the fact that the cellophane yellows over time. But as for the flavor or the changes in the cigar, I've not seen any difference between those that have been some age on them inside of cellophane versus outside of cellophane. I would agree. So, we are probably different than everybody else has done it. I've heard this debate for as many years as I've been smoking cigars. You know, leave the cellophane on, take the cellophane off. It It is a personal choice because <laughs> it is your humidor. Although I would have had to leave this podcast and never come back if Adam was still doing that. <laughs> but it's still his choice. But it's just to let our listeners know, it doesn't, from our perspective... And we've been doing this a long time. It does not affect the cigar. Yep. So don't be afraid and say, oh, my God, if I'm going to, you know, if I want to wait for five years to smoke this, I I have to take it out of the cellophane. It's going to ruin the cigar. It's going to taste like plastic. No. No. That cellophane, uh, it's interesting. We'll end with this story. That cellophane was specially designed to be on a cigar and is very porous. And what does that mean? That means it breathes. If you take a non-porous, something that doesn't breathe, like a, a Ziploc bag that you can't get air in and out of, and you put it over a cigar, it will mold. I yes. guarantee because that cellophane is specifically designed to let that cigar bring in moisture and let moisture out. So it is literally kind of like bourbon sitting there expanding and contracting with. So leave it on unless, unless you want take it off, leave it on. It's your choice. But from our perspective, it has no effect. Yeah, it's definitely, it's it's personal preference. You know, like I said, for years, I'm like, hey, they look nicer outside of the cellophane. And that's, I did that. But it, it really made no no difference to the, how the cigar smoked. So, yeah. So do what you like. You know, if you are. Still your cigars. Like, hey, <laughs> Yeah, they're your they're your cigars. But if you like opening the humidor and they look nice out of the cellophane, <laughs> take them out of the cellophane. Do 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 what you like. It's not going to affect anything. You may get a little damage from shuffling them around, but hey, uh, yeah, do it how you like it. So yeah, so I think that's kind of where we're going to wrap for the week. We're coming yeah. up on fifty minutes, which is always our target. We're um, over fifty so, minutes, my friend. Yeah, we're we're over. We're kind of at fifty one right now, uh, which is better than we're normally at. So yeah, we'll, it's not we'll, bad. We'll quit while we're ahead. <laughs> Um, so yeah, thank you guys for tuning in again. Uh, this will be thank episode you again. nine, like I said, episode ten. Um, we we will have our interview with uh, with Andrew King, so be on the lookout for that. And we will talk to you guys in two weeks. So yes. until then, keep smoking cigars. Enjoy and have some good cigars.